We're back for NFL from Across the Pond podcast after our bye week, uh, which coincided in uh, the Boston Red Sox. Not only getting to the World Series, but winning World Champs, baby. (laughs) If your your team wins a championship in whatever sport, it doesn't happen very often. Fair enough. Unless you you live in Boston or New England, it seems to happen all the time. It's nice that someone won the Rounders World Cup. Thank you. I'm glad you're pleased about it. I'm very pleased about it. Okay, let's get on to the NFL. That's why we're here. Unless we, uh, unless we change sport no, for a we, week. No, we have any other sports to talk about? No, nothing else is happening in any other sport. Right, there are no other sports. No, okay. it, well, the only other thing that is slightly NFL-related, but is Premier League news, is that um, Man City were furious with the condition of the Wembley pitch post um, the last final London game, because it was a complete shambles and still had all the NFL markings on the pitch when well, uh, they were trying to play their game on the Monday. Yeah, but the had Spurs finished their stadium, that that Spurs City game would have been at Tottenham's new stadium. And the, I mean, yes, they would have played the NFL there the previous week, um, but they wouldn't have had three weeks in a row there, whether that makes mm. much of a difference. But that goes back to my point about Spurs being very Spursy. The, oh. the Spurs fans don't listen. We, we alienated them back. We alienated them back in We're like week four or whatever back. it was. We need the, we need the Spurs fans. Uh, speaking of London games, um, it broke this week. There'll be only three this year, but four next year. Back to four, because we had back four to, in a, for a couple of years. Yeah, then it, then there, it was rumoured there was going to be five and it dropped to three, Yeah, uh, which was weird. But now it's back to four, which is... Two at Wembley, and supposing they finish their stadium by <laughs> this time next year, who knows? Uh, two at the new Spurs Stadium, whatever they're going to call that. Uh, what we know is the Jags will play one home game. And three away games. <laughs> at Wem- <laughs> at in London. Yeah. Yeah. The Jags will be here for four weeks. Uh, but there are three teams that have never played in London. What are the rules, though? Because there are certain rules about teams that will play a game over here I can't remember uh, what I think it, it's not a rule as such but, but if you want yeah, it's like if to. you want to host a Super Bowl in the next 10 years the ne- yeah well, well, then you yeah. need to go to London and give up a home game, game over here. Um, so the three teams never to have played in London um, are Patriots no they've no. played oh, don't know okay um, Packers Oh, uh, I don't feel they'll give. I can't see them giving up a home game. No. Uh, the Panthers don't want them over here. Well, according <laughs> to my Panthers source, friend of the show Michael Pierce. Okay. Uh, he was telling me that the Panthers were doing a lot of PR work in London over the summer. Uh, there was um, there was actually more awareness of the Panthers than than recent times. Yeah. So. He was wondering if that was an indication that they're coming over because also they've never been over as well. And he said they were doing some PR work. They sent a player over. I can't remember who it was, and they were in this pub in London filming. They did, yeah, um, with people having a beer with this player, and it was all a bit random. Weren't we in a pub when they were doing some filming? Well, we were in the uh, Hippodrome watching the games one Sunday evening, and they were. I think I'm fairly sure it was the Panthers that were. 
or someone from the Panthers was doing filming with their fans, and we ended up shouting down there. Oh, that was yeah, we did. Yeah. I think that was that was linked to. Yeah, that, that was also something. Uh, the other one is the Texans. They never played in London, although they have played an international series in Mexico. But they're the three. Okay. Um, um, uh, there was also a rumour, apparently, according to Darren. If anyone remembers Darren, by the way. He was on the first podcast. It, it, yeah. He's currently winning the picks as well, which yeah, is so quite annoying. I thought you might want to come on and just gloat about that. Uh, right. He had a good week on the picks last week. He only got one wrong. But uh, on a... Some kind of Jets fan group, there was a rumour knocking around where it come from, I don't know, but the Jets were coming over. I think they've already been over twice, but... Um, well, I so think the way, the way the Falcons have been playing at home, we'd welcome them here, might as well give up a home game. <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll see uh, on that. Uh, the other news in the NFL this week finally happened. Hugh Jackson got fired, no surprise, uh, after his um, 3-36-1 record in Cleveland. Uh, Jackson got fired, as did Todd Haley, the offensive coordinator. Uh, Defensive coordinator Greg Williams is the interim head coach. I heard that, and correct, sorry if I'm wrong on this, but I'd heard that this is the third time in a row that a Browns head coach has been fired after a Steelers game. Really? Yeah. Like, they always lose the Steelers. Well, so they always lose the Steelers, so there's a fairly good chance. But, they yeah. lo- but in the last three years, they've lost to almost everyone. So it could have well, been any team. Yeah. Um, but they'll have played the Steelers because they're in the division, yeah. so it might just worked out that way. But, but it's uh, obviously something personal that getting, uh, getting done by the Steelers is uh, upsets <laughs> the ownership more than other teams. But, yeah, I think it's about time, though, wasn't it? it you know, was it three in three years? Yeah. Three wins in three years at yeah. most, or you yeah. can't. To be honest, like they could have won more games this year if they'd have had a, had a kicker, and it, there were some strange coaching decisions going on, and then it yeah. was obviously him and Todd Haley were seemed to be on a completely different page. And but he peaked in week three as well, the team did. I mean, it, it came out the well, blocks. after it won. Yeah, it, well, it came out the, they came out the blocks well and, you know, were competitive. And then they seem to have been sliding backwards and over recent weeks, which, you know, nobody expected them to make the playoffs or be a 10-win team or something. Well, if they, got 10 if, if they could, the Yeah, if they, well, you'd have done all right then if they'd have won it. No, they're no Leicester City. Um, but if you'd... If, if they'd have been on track for, I don't know, six wins or something, and actually been in all those games. But they, they're they going backwards. They don't look like they're going to win a game at the moment. Yeah, last few weeks have um, been um, kind of blown out. We were talking bit. them up the first couple of weeks, weren't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, there are a few names knocking around. They don't seem to be in a rush to make their change or to have a new new coach. Uh, I mean, the season's, the season's gone. So... There's no point in them rushing into it. Greg Williams does have experience. Uh, Lincoln Riley is head coach of uh, Oklahoma. Uh, he's strongly linked, but college coaches in the NFL, uh, it's just it hasn't worked out particularly well before. Mike McCarthy was a strange one. Um, they assuming that this goes to the end of the season and McCarthy gets fired, um, that he will be in the mix. And John Delaf. De Filipino, Filippo, sorry, got that totally wrong. Offensive coordinator in Minnesota, he's he's also being being put in the mix. But there are lots and lots of names at the moment, and like I say, no indication 
uh, of any of them. If Greg Williams does all right, then he could get the job. So, yeah. and they they've gone around the houses and tried to appoint every different kind of coach: the, the young guy, the old guy, the experience, the new ideas. Over the last however many years, or since this ownership's been in charge, and and none of them's worked out. But you would argue that. The big reason for that is because there the simply wasn't the talent there. You know, the talent on that roster just wasn't good enough. It doesn't matter who was in charge. I mean, certain coaches might, or head coaches might have done a slightly better job and, and got a little bit more out of some of these players. But generally speaking, they just didn't have the, the roster to. The roster, yeah, the roster good now. Yeah, it's it different. Is, yeah, they've got they've got the quarterback. You know, they needed you know the, the massive missing piece that they managed to bundle a million times in in drafts to, to just keep picking the wrong people or missing on people or, you know, just stupid things. But they've got a quarterback now that looks like it could be a really good franchise quarterback for them. And now it's just a case of um, building around that. And they've got some good pieces there. They just need to, you know, if they can get a right coach in there, there's a real opportunity for them to be a really good team. But... So um, now Greg Williams has taken over there. He'll be sponsored by Bounty. <laughs> uh, okay, the other thing this week, trade deadline, uh, was the 30th of October. There were more, I would say big name, but reasonable size names, if that makes sense. The normal, normally of the three, three major US sports, the, the trade deadline in the NFL is a very quiet one. In in, in, in the NBA and baseball, there, there's a lot more happening. But in the NFL this week, okay, let's let's go through these one by one. Golden Tate to the Eagles for a fifth-round pick in next year's draft. I think that's, a, that's good business for the Eagles. I mean, the, the Eagles did this sim- did similar it. last year. Yeah. They picked up JHIE on, was it a trade deadline day yeah. or just before? But yeah. it was, you know, and that... Yeah, nice, nice little addition to add to a strong, you know, strong team. The Eagles they got, haven't so they quite got, got it right this yeah, year yet, but they've got. Sure Jeffrey's been out, so they need receiver help, yeah. um, and he's been playing well. You know, yeah, Tate's good receiver. Um, smacks so. to me of the Lions kind of passing up on the season almost. It's not what a, you know, uh, perhaps. Um, obviously, Lions. They, I think they need. They need help. They need more. Yeah. Um, so, but it's only a fifth. Fifth round pick, mm. um, so I think that's a that's a win for the Eagles. Although I'm not sure how many draft picks the Eagles are going to have next year. Seem to have done a lot of trading in the last couple of years. <laughs> and the other one is the Packers let two players go, uh, and this one surprised me. Ha ha, Clinton Dix, who was due to be a free agent, but um, they got, only got a fourth round pick, probably due to the fact that he was uh, going to be a free agent mm. to the Redskins. Uh, fourth round pick next year. I was. Hoping the Falcons were going to be in the mix here. Given Falcons the, don't do no, apparently, apparently no, not. But um, <laughs> I think he's a good player. Yeah, um, I think that's yeah. It would have been nice maybe for the Falcons to have been sniffing around that. Maybe they were. You just don't know what's been going on in the background. But we don't seem to be active at all in anything like that. Uh, the other one was Ty Montgomery after after Fumblegate, perhaps mm. uh, in the end of the Rams game. But uh, he's been on the. Sure, it wasn't just over one play, um, but they only got a seventh round pick uh, in twenty twenty draft. So basically, just gave Even it away. away yeah. Which yeah, I mean, he's not. He's still can offer. He's still got you know um, something to offer. So it feels like a. It feels cheap. Yeah, that was um, that was a strange one. Um, Dante Fowler Jr. to the Rams 
for a third round pick next year and a fifth round pick the year after. It's when never did, quite taken off. No, when uh, did the Jags draft him? I think it's his third year, but he missed yeah. his entire rookie year. It was injured, wasn't he? So, I mean, he, they, I've heard both sides of this a little bit. You know, some people saying that you know he was a bust in um, Jacksonville, but then you could, you know, Jacksonville's a difficult place to be successful, as we've seen, even when they've got lots of good players. As yeah, one, at the moment, one, one good year, which was last year, a bit of a mess, um, and. But he's he's talent, so you know that if on the on the right uh, right team, he he could do very well. So. Yeah, he could get a lot of sacks um, mm. playing on a line that has Sue and Aaron Donald in the middle. Um, teams will probably double team Aaron Donald just because he's the best defensive tackle in the game. So he, yeah. he, if he's going to be successful, it, it's there. Uh, and if not, then maybe maybe he will be the bust. Uh, the other one, Demarius Thomas, the Texans. Uh, for a fourth round pick next year, uh, Demarius Thomas hasn't really been very productive for, since Peyton Manning left, and probably be, maybe even before that. Um, yeah, no, it's a difficult one to know really whether that's on him or the fact that the Broncos. He drops a lot. Like, every time carried. I seem to watch Broncos game, he seems to drop a lot of passes. But yeah. um, but if he plays, well, he will play. All, Opposite Hopkins, uh, to me Hopkins is probably the third best receiver in the league, so Thomas might get some looks. Uh, earlier on uh, in the trade deadline last week, Eli Apple to the Saints uh, for a fourth round pick next year and a seventh round pick the year after. Kind of depends which Eli Apple they get, because in his rookie year he was really, really good, and mm. he hasn't been very good since. Uh, and the other the other one, which was a big one, we caught people by surprise, because the Raiders wanted a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, and everyone just went, like, that's not happening. Um, the Eagles apparently offered a second-round pick. Raiders mm. held out, and they got they got the first-round pick from the Cowboys uh, in next year's draft. So, yeah. Cowboys needed help at receiver. They, yeah, um, absolutely. Cooper's been inconsistent, but the talent is there. Uh, and and again, he's, he's currently playing on a... Bad team, not that the Cowboys is that much better, but he's playing on a bad team at the moment. Which, you know, if you're looking at just individuals, you have to say, you know, can he be better than than he's showing? Um, and you'd like to think so at the moment. Uh, something else this week: the Jags signed Landry Jones, who was a free agent as Blake Bortles has a shoulder injury. Um, Landry Jones is quite possibly a better call back than Blake Balls anyway. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is still out uh, in Miami. So let's go on to the games then. Bring it on. We will start with the 4-2-1 Steelers at the 4-4 four and four Ravens. Big NFC North matchup. Uh, the Ravens won in Pittsburgh in week four, but have only won one since. And the Steelers have not lost since uh, have not lost since uh, that game, winning their last three. Uh, Flacco, we were talking about Flacco the other week, saying you know he's going a bit under radar, having a good year. Well, it's kind of gone downhill since then. Uh, tw- sorry, yeah, um, twelve touchdowns, six interceptions, and an eighty-four point nine passer rating. Uh, and again, the Ravens' D has uh, seems to have gone down. Um, it's given up 60 points in the last two games. They've been talked up best defence in the league. I think statistically they, they might still be just about, um, mm. but certainly the last two weeks they haven't played well. 
Uh, Steelers have scored 62 in the last two games, so if you, when you look at that. Uh, and James Connor filling in nicely. Um, he has nine touchdowns on the season, 127 carries for 599 yards, and he's also effective in the passing game as well. Absolutely, and I think, um, yeah, I, think, I suspect we're both going... Steelers on this. Uh, I am going Steelers. Yeah, it was a bit of a, a bit of a, um, a trickier one though for me because I thought you know the Ravens maybe haven't been in their best of the last couple of weeks and maybe they're on a bit of a downward spiral. But we've seen so many teams this year that seem to be going one way and then put out you know just turn up the following week. So and you know with the Ravens at home, kind of think maybe. But I still think division, the division matchup is yeah. It's got a um, bit of a bit of a. It, could, it wouldn't be entirely surprised though if the Ravens do manage to find a way of winning this game. But uh, they could have they could have they could have beat the Saints, but they turned it over late. Uh, I think they lost by a point. Mm. Um, didn't really show up particularly against the Panthers last week. Although they, had, they did have an opportunity um, late on to come back into it. But yeah, I'm I'm, I'm taking the Steelers. They they have all the momentum here. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, James, Con- James Connor is, is looking like a decent player for them at the moment. And uh, yeah, I mean, he, he was most of their offence last last week with, with rushing 146 yards and 66 yards in the receptions as well. And, and only Antonio Brown making more yards in reception. So he's most of their offence at the moment. So um, if, they can, if he can keep that going. Um, it's, it's with them, I think. Okay, so we've both gone for Pittsburgh. Uh, next one is the four and three Bears. I feel like their record should maybe be a bit better than four and three. I don't know, but uh, at the two and six Bills, uh, the Bears are first in the NFC North. Uh, but the crap quarterback carousel in Buffalo continues. Uh, Nathan Eat- interception. Peterman will start. Uh, Josh Allen and Derek Derek Anderson are both injured. Uh, Bears beat the Jets 24-10 last week. Uh, the game was close for a while. Bears pulled away in the end. Trubisky, though, having a good season. Uh, 1,814 yards, 15 TDs and 6 interceptions. Uh, Khalil Mack, questionable with an ankle injury. Um, it is in Buffalo. That might keep it close. Yeah. But yeah. it's difficult to see a team with Nathan Peterman... <laughs> get, <laughs> Getting a win? Yeah. Against, <laughs> against anyone. Against, well, against anyone, but against a decent team with a good defence, even if Mac isn't playing. Yeah, and I think the, the Bears are, um, are, a good, are a good team. And I, I, I agree with you. It feels like their record should be better than it is. It feels like they've been better than four and three. Um but in in many ways the Bills haven't been as good as two and six at times. So you it just feels very much like this could be a bit of a hammering. Um like you said, it might stay a little bit closer because of the Bills at home, but I just can't I can't imagine a scenario where the Bills are really competitive. Um in this in this game, and and the Bears Bears look strong. So, um, it's, it's you know Mitch Trubisky's been um, been good um, and carrying on that way. I mean he's 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 not the most accurate quarterback. Obviously he does he does like to you know throw the old wayward pass, but he's he's good on his feet as well, which which helps their team a lot. Gabriel Gabriel's been good. Gabriel's been good. He he's had four receptions last week and fifty two yards. Um, he's He's fitting in really nicely there, and Tariq Cohen has been, um, you know, their 
as their sort of number one running back is um, yeah I think they're all, all in all they're uh, um, too much they're too, too, too much strong the Bills, Bills yeah, yeah. Um, okay let's go on to an NFC South matchup the three and four bucks at the five and two Panthers um, when I wrote down the Panthers record I was like really they're five and two um, yeah. again sort of Bit of the opposite to the Bears in a way. You thought, oh, their record's that good. Um, They've come away with some wins, though, that I think we either didn't expect them to get or they didn't necessarily play that well, but somehow managed to get the job Yeah, well, the the Giants one was the the last second, what, 63-yard field goal. Uh, They played well last week against the Ravens. They did. Um, Yeah, Cam, Cam looked very good, which is, you know, disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did actually look really good and um, he didn't look good before the game and he's he's, he's get killed out for it it was Halloween but yeah. he, it's Halloween every week for him uh, ok Tampa uh, oh Jameis Winston uh, ok he's now in his fourth year right this is what he's done been in 70, 75 touchdowns yeah 54 interceptions oh, and 35 fumbles Jesus, I mean, he's. I mean, there, there's been this whole um, Winston Mariota. You know, there was they were number one and number two drafted same year, weren't they? Yeah. And so there's been this obvious comparison to those two quarterbacks. I mean, and um, I, it's got to be time to stop comparing the two of them. I mean, Winston. Well, I don't know. If I mean, I'm not saying that Mariota is the, the finished article perfect quarterback and everything, but and because he's he's on a maybe a, a team that you would expect to struggle more with with the talent they've got there. But the Bucks came into this season with uh, high hopes. They started the season like a rocket with Fitzpatrick, um, having a really hot They couldn't hand. wait to bin Fitzpatrick. No, they couldn't. Yeah, and I think he, had a bad, he had a bad half, yeah. and it was like, right, we're going back to Winston, and then what? It's just the same old James Winston. Yeah. And I, I'm glad, in some ways, that Winston's... Failed it, and because it could well be. I mean, it, was, it could well be they rushed him into the lineup. And he wasn't quite ready, or but he's still James Winston, which gives you, you know, some some great some great passes, some great plays, but will throw the ball up and he, get you interceptions he, and some terrible interceptions as well. I mean, yeah. four in one game is crap, and and some of those as well. But um, last week it wasn't just, it wasn't just the interceptions. I, I saw a bit of that game, and some of his passes were just way yeah, off. He yeah. was missing guys all over the place. So it wasn't just the four picks, which no. obviously turnovers are going to kill you, especially four of them in one game. But some of the other some of the other passes were just yeah. horrible. Fitzpatrick. Uh, so I mean, th- his numbers this year: six TDs, ten INTs. Um, He's only played, what, three games? Um, I mean, Fitzpatrick comes back, leads the 18-point comeback, upsets the uh, Bucks defence, and they lose to a last-second field goal. Yeah. Um, but the, Fitzpatrick the, has the best quarterback rating in the NFL. Yeah, and, and what what I found most interesting watching the, the highlights of this game, it, it wasn't just that um, Winston made mistakes or didn't do a good job of leading his team, if you like, um, but it was... Once Fitzpatrick was on the field, everyone played better, and it, so the the defense did better. They made more stops. The the yards after first contact was significantly better. It's like everyone was trying a little bit harder to to make the stops to get the extra yard. You know, the the a couple of first downs they got where it was really just you know, millimeters, just a scramble over the line. You kind of yeah. think that's suddenly they really want it, and that that for me is 
more important and more interesting than the fact that he's throwing a few interceptions because you know that sort of stuff can happen to a quarterback, especially if you're you know, chasing a game. Maybe you start you know getting a bit, a bit you know, taking a few too many risks. But the fact that it looked like the players weren't playing for him. And when you then bring in someone else, well, after so many turnovers, it's just oh, here we go. Yeah, maybe that is it, but it's just to me, I think he's lost. He's lost the locker room. Which I I think, uh, I mean, long term, Fitzpatrick isn't the answer. Long term, I think Dirk Cutter's out, and I think GM be lucky not to get fired as well at the end of the Mm. season. And I think a new GM, new quarterback, new start. It's going to have to be because Winston is not the answer. I mean, they they picked, they built. Talent on both sides of the ball, and they, you know, they look, you know, with Fitzpatrick um, at quarterback, they look good on offense. They put together, you know, they seem to, be, you know, people have been talking up the defense in before seasons have started for the last couple of years because they they keep adding talent, but then they just don't seem to organize sec- it well. Their secondary is um, poor. Um, they lost Quan Alexander, the linebacker, to IR this week. That's a big loss for them. Uh, on the flip side, Panthers beat the Ravens as we talked about. They were impressive. They've won their last two. Uh, McCaffrey only one rush touchdown this season, which is a surprise. Uh, and when you look at stats for the Panthers, although you know you could say who cares if five and two, they're, they're kind of middle of the road in most categories, which mm-hmm. is maybe surprising why they're five and two. But they are five and two, uh, um, and I think this game might be close because it's a division game, uh, and they do tend to be. Um, but I think I'm going to pick the Panthers at home. Me too, and I think, but I do think this will be closer than it could have been. Uh, if if Winston was starting this game, I think it's you know, very one-sided. But I think with Fitzpatrick starting and hopefully the team giving what they did in the final quarter of last game, the last game against the Bengals, I think it could be close. Um, a much more interesting game to watch. Okay, we're on to the seven and one Chiefs at the two five and one Browns. All changing Cleveland, uh, as we spoke about earlier. They've lost their last three games now. Um, Baker Mayfield tough last few outings. Uh, only a fifty eight point three pass completion percentage. Eight TDs and six INTs on the season. Um, and we talked about their defense previously, saying the defense looks good. Uh, it's 28th in total D. I think it's gone down the last few weeks where they've given up 33 points in, in 33 or 38 in the last couple of weeks. Uh, Chiefs on the other side continue to roll on offense. Uh, we know all about their offense. Uh, they average an NFL high 36.2 points a game. Mahomes 26 TDs and 6 INTs. Uh, but the Chiefs 31st in total defense. Um, they're getting away with it because they're scoring so many points. Um, and that's... That's something they're going to have to correct down the road in playoffs. Um, but it's very hard to come up with a, a theory or a scenario other than maybe they'll be inspired now that Hugh Jackson's got away. I don't know, but uh, how do the Browns beat the Chiefs? Well, the only way... They are at home. But yeah, the only way the Browns have a chance of beating the Chiefs is to is for their defence to turn turn up again, you know, and to and maybe um with um with the changes there, I don't know, sometimes this kind of spurs the, the, the team on and, and you know, those players that maybe haven't been happy for a little while 
suddenly they double down and give extra effort. So who knows? Who knows what Browns team is going to turn up? What performance? Uh, well, we're maybe get their against. offense might be better. The play well, calling yeah. might be better. Um, from what I saw last week, Mayfield was under pressure a lot. Whether the line isn't very good or the, the they, they need to help out with the play calling. He is still a rookie. We're talking. He's, he looks good, but he's still a rookie. He's still going to make mistakes. But it doesn't matter who you got back there running for their life. You, you need time to throw the football. Mm. So um, that's something that if they can't get done because the line's not good enough or they, or whatever, they need to adjust their play calling um, accordingly. Need to get Nick Chubb involved as well. Um, the running back hasn't really yeah. seen a lot of action. He's looked good. He had like three carries for 101 yards one week. And it's like, okay, well, 101 yards on only three carries. Why are you not continuing to give him the ball? And then next week he gets like two carries. And you're like, what are you, you know, come yeah. on. Well, I mean, last week out he had 18 carries for 65 yards. He was averaging 3.6 yards a carry, which is not enough for your number one. But some of Barkley's numbers look back. exactly like that. I, but I suppose maybe the difference there is that he has then the breakout moment, which is a, a game changer. But Chubb... Moment. Chubb has that ability as well. I watched a lot of him in college, and he has that ability. Um, yeah. I think they're going to have to go. They're going to have to go with him because they traded uh, Carlos yeah. Hyde anyway. So. But maybe the offensive line issues that are putting um, Mayfield under pressure and making him have to, you know, maybe throw the ball a bit too quick or, or not giving him enough time to go through his progressions is the same. Is causing the same issues for the running game. Yeah, if you, you need to make you can be the best runner in the world if you're running straight into a wall. You're not going anywhere. You need to have someone's got to make a space for you, and that's the whole point. So, you know, maybe that's what they, what they need, and we'll see if they can do anything. But the only way the Browns have got a chance here is if they can find a way that other teams have failed to do of stopping the Chiefs scoring. Because the Browns aren't scoring, in, the Browns aren't outscoring the Chiefs. So they this would need to be a low scoring game where somehow the Browns shut down the Chiefs' offense, which no, I'm just, I can't remember this season anyone else doing that yet. So. I can't see the Browns being the first. Uh, so it's no. Chiefs all day for me. Yeah, I think so. Uh, just a quick one. She Tyreek Tyreek Hill's uh, touchdown against Denver last week. We hurdled the guy and then yeah, oh, the, yeah. I was just like what? Yeah, the, yeah, there seems to be a lot of hurdling going on this season, more so than normal. So um, I think was it Kareem Hunt doing the same thing as well? It's uh, uh, maybe it was Hunt last week, not Hill. Yeah. Get the two mixed up, but yeah, it was good. Uh, okay, we're on to another divisional matchup. The AFC East, the three and five Jets and the four and four Dolphins. Uh, both teams have lost the last two games. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is out, as we mentioned. Brock Osweiler continued, uh, has six TDs and three interceptions uh, in his last three starts. Ninety-three point eight quarterback rating, though, which is pretty good. Uh, Sam Darnold uh, again, only one hundred fifty-three pass yards last week, uh, and he's only averaging two hundred thirteen yards per game. They're not asking him to throw the ball a hell of a lot, but at some point, it, it's going to have to. You're going to have to up that. Yeah. Um, inconsistent is a word that fits both of these teams, and probably very frustrating uh, if you're a fan of either of these teams. Maybe, maybe more so the Dolphins. The, as Jets fans, you're like, okay, we're going to be a bit better. Uh, hopefully, probably at the start of the season, maybe eight and eight might have been something you. Go for, it was a yeah. good year. You start three and zero though, and you start getting a bit excited. That's the. Um, but I mean, Miami's twenty seventh in total offense, and the Jets twenty ninth. 
Yeah, I mean, the, this is this <laughs> is one of those games where you know because the, the Jets have posted some decent um, decent points in a few games, and but they then disappear for two games and then suddenly pop up with 35, 40 points. So it's kind of I wonder, you know, against it, coinc- bad team, it coincides with big days from the running back. So, it, it, but it, against a not great team, this could be one that that they that they enjoy if you like. Um, the they're not in. They seem to be up and down the Jets, whereas the Dolphins just seem to be a bit on the slide. In, you know, it just kind of feels like they started so they started better than everyone expected um, the season, and it, but they weren't playing good opposition. So yeah, it was, it was so one of those that I was, false I told, As I said, I was, I was just never fooled. And no, they went, yeah, yeah, as you, you said, they were three, the they were three and zero, oh, and since then they're one and four. Yeah, so it, that which is much more what we expected from the Dolphins this year. Um, but you, you know, to give them credit, you can only beat the team that's put in front of you. But that. You know, after four or five games, that isn't necessarily a reflection, a reflection of how good the team is. Um, some some teams will be looking better than they are. A, an option for the Dolphins, though... Um, Jameis Winston. <laughs> maybe. Well, I mean, in fairness to Brock Osweiler, he's, he, you know, he has limitations. Everyone knows what they are. And they seem to be using him in a way that basically plays... Doesn't try to stretch him too much. Don't try and do things that he can't do because you're just flogging a dead horse. But throw the ball. Throw the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he, but he, he makes some good passes. But you know, if you you push him too far, he's gonna he's gonna give the ball up too easy. But maybe if he goes out, Danny Amendola is quarterback. So he threw a nice <laughs> little uh, nice little twenty eight yard uh, touchdown pass last week, which was uh, you know probably the best pass of the game. The best, <laughs> best pass since. Dan Marino. Yeah. Um, on, on that note, I think uh, Tannehill's out again. I think Tannehill's done in Miami. Yeah. Uh, he's had a lot of injuries, and even when he's played, he, he hasn't played that well for long enough. You can't count on him. Um, that's that's a, if you're trying to build a franchise, and that's what you got. You've got you, if you've got somebody who's continuously, you know, picking up injuries out, not not there for long stretches. You can't build. You can't. Well, it, it, it wouldn't be quite. I mean, oh, it's, but you know, you don't want people to be injured. But if he was putting up great numbers, you'd be like, "Oh, we're going to stick with it a bit longer. Stick with it a bit longer." Mm. But he's not. So no. it's like, why would no. you stick with it? Yeah. Um, James Winston. Big enough Blake Bortles is going to be available at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I, I, I sorry, I picked the Dolphins, I but I, I, I think I'm going to put that in the category of I wouldn't be totally surprised if I. I picked the Dolphins because they're at home. That was the only not really reason. Not okay. either team could win this because they're both crap. crap. Um, sorry, Darren. Darren. <laughs> yeah, no. they both just switched off. Yeah, there was uh, some more listeners. Yeah, Brilliant. We're down to one listener. They're actually actually <laughs> listeners. <laughs> uh, okay, another divisional match. I've got a lot of these this week. Three and four Lions at the four three and one Vikings. Uh, the Lions lost at home to Seahawks last week, uh, which I got wrong. Uh, the Vikings also lost at home to the Saints, which I also got wrong. Uh, both quarterbacks playing well, though. Uh, Stafford, 1,912 yards, 14 touchdowns and 6 interceptions. Cousins, 2,521 yards on the season, 16-4. and four. Um, The Vikings' D held Breeze to 120 yards passing last week. Now, um, I think the last time Breeze was under 200 yards in a game was actually against the Falcons and it stopped a really long run and I can't remember what but that was a good five years ago but Mike Smith that was a Mike Smith year so that's how long ago it was so oh, yeah. um, 
the Vikings D impressive, and it was they they kept it close, but um, ultimately lost. Uh, the Vikings just not as good as last year. Um, maybe, no. maybe they were better than how can we put it? Better than they should have been last year. Maybe I don't know. Um, the Lions probably about what we expected. Um, but if you look at the the series here, Vikings lead this series seventy two thirty nine. They don't lose to the Lions very often. No, I don't and they're at home. It's it's the Vikings for me. I mean, they're uh, yeah. I'm liking Kirk Cousins this year, um, and your, the stats you just read out sort of um, back that up. Um, and it's the, the Lions are just one of those sort of average teams, you know. If they could run the ball, which they haven't yeah. been able to do for uh, since Barry Sanders was in town, I mean, they yeah. had what we mentioned it a few weeks ago is that they had a hundred yard rusher, yeah, and it was the first time since Reggie Bush. I even forgot Reggie Bush played for the Lions, but they haven't had one since, yeah. Um, a couple of weeks ago, Carryon Johnson was the leading. Um, I think that was rushing. against the Patriots. What was uh, that? Was week it three. Seahawks. Seahawks. But it, did he have a hundred yards? Oh no, no, no! Sorry. Yeah. Did, so the last time he had a hundred yards was week three or four against yeah. the Patriots. They didn't have it for like five years before, and they haven't no. had it since. They traded Golden Tate. Yeah. They okay. do have good receivers, but there was a stat which I don't have in front of me about the Lions. Uh, success when they have three wide receiver sets as to when they have two wide receiver sets and this may have gone into some of the thinking about trading Golden Tate I don't know but their success rate was something like 20-25% higher when they only have two wide receiver sets mm-hmm. don't know why but mm. um, but I mean when when you know you're you're leading Russia in, in the game at Seahawks, it's 22 yards. Yes. You've got problems. You've you got real problems. And I think that's, you know, they, they've been good uh, in the passing game. Um, and like you said, they've got good receivers. So you kind of feel like there's, you know, for, for Stafford there, there's, there's Stafford, weapons. Stafford will and keep Stafford them in games. Yeah, um, but, but they, need, they need something else to help him. You know, they need a running game that, that is contributing much more than it is. So... For me, no, not not just because I don't think the Lions are good enough, but I think also the Vikings are a good team. Um, uh, Thielen's looking at one of the, you know, he's leading receiver in the NFL at the moment. I think um, for the Vikings, so he's, um, yeah, another another hundred yard game. How many has he got in a row? Is it every game this season so far? Has he got eight? Did he get games? one last week? I think yeah, one hundred three. Yeah. So I think it's a uh, you know, and that was that was whilst losing. Um, they only scored twenty points. He's still got one hundred and three yards. Stefan Diggs got one hundred and nineteen. They've got they got options, um, and you know I think the Vikings are just going to have too much for a, a, a fine but average Lions. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm taking the Vikings as well. Have we agreed on everything? More or less. It feels like you're copying me, Dave. You're yeah. worried about me overtaking you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. He's trying to block me out for the rest of the season just to support, just to defend yeah, your lead. Just to say I'll beat you. Um, okay, we're on to the three and four Falcons at the five and two Redskins. Again, a little surprised at the, the Redskins record, perhaps. Uh, Falcons coming off a bye. Uh, the Redskins scraped by the Giants 20-13. to 13. They have won their last three games. Um 
Matt Ryan having a good year, 2,335 yards, 15 touchdowns, only two interceptions, quarterback rating 114.2. Defense, slight improvement in the last two games, but still 29th overall, uh, and you still don't trust it. Redskins defense, on the other hand, fourth best in total defense and second in rushing yards allowed. And since they signed HaHa Clinton Dix, they have uh, both the safeties have seven interceptions between them. Swanger has four, Dix has three. Uh, your boy Adrian Peterson's fifth in rush yards of 587, and he passed Tony Dorsett as the NFL's ninth all-time rusher, which did kind of surprise me because the last three or four years he just hasn't really done anything at all. But it was obviously in those uh, earlier years where he was yeah. he was running the ball. Um, and he is, I mean, he will, he will ultimately go down as one of the, the best running backs uh, in, the, in the NFL. Just be, I mean, his numbers alone are going to do it. It's but a when shame you see him, when in the last three or four years, just, it just, I just don't know yeah. what happened to him. Well, I mean, he had injuries, and, and this this happens to, to to running backs, as you know. They, they get they get knocks, and get you know, there up. comes a point where they can't deliver, because you, you need that explosiveness. You either need the change of pace or the power, depending on the type of... Type of running back you are, but you if you if you get a knock too many or you're just carrying an injury, it's difficult to have that explosiveness that they need. And I think that Peterson having that time has has come back. You know, he showed it in flashes last year at where was he last year? Arizona. It was New Orleans for yeah, a, a week or two, uh, yeah. and then, and then didn't, didn't, didn't like sharing, <laughs> so he got sent to Arizona. Um, but but he showed there a couple of flashes where he thought, and then he got a knock. And it, but he feels like having a rest has, you know, if he can stay fit, he, he's going to be up there for the season as one of the leading uh, running backs, which is great because when he when he gets going, he's just great to watch. He's just fun. Um, I haven't written down Alex Smith's numbers, but let's just say they're Alex Smith's numbers. Yeah. Um, it's not quite working out the way. They were hoping. You know, it's Alex Smith. He's been the same quarterback for ten years. I mean, yeah. like steady, dependable. Should might not win you a game, but might not lose you one. They should have paid Cousins. Just pay the man. Uh, I mean, at the end of the day, the when you look at top quarterbacks now, what they're getting paid thirty, thirty-three. Is it thirty-three at the moment? A million a year is the top quarterback, I think. Um, which will be 35, 40 before you know it because it goes up pretty much every time yeah. someone else up The next contract. contract, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, and he was getting 25, I think, in the final year. And if they'd have turned around and paid him 30 for the next five years, well, you know what, in a couple of years, that wouldn't have seemed like much money anyway. And he'd have been, you know, they'd have had a better quarterback than they got now. Yeah. Um, and five and two, you know, who knows where they could have been if they'd have had a better quarterback. Um, Alex Smith is, as you said, Alex Smith, he's... Gonna, he's probably not going to kill you, but he's not going to win you anything either. Uh, having said that, I don't like this matchup from a Falcons' point of view. Outdoors on a field that slow down a quick offense. Uh, the Falcons' offense is built for speed. It's yeah. a dome. It's indoor. You see what they did in Pittsburgh on a similar, what will be a similar field. They basically laid an egg. Uh, I mean, they laid an egg on all sides <laughs> of the ball. But the offense didn't play. The, the one shining light was... Yeah. Um, not shining at all, and I just the Redskins' defense is good, and they get a lot of pressure as well. Uh, if you can't run the ball against them, you could get one-dimensional. I, I'm not liking it. It, it, it feels worrying. Um, 
mainly because we've, we've picked up a couple of wins uh, recently, but not against necessarily against good teams. And so, you know, we used to, you talked about the Redskins squeezing past the Giants. Well, you know, so Falcons, you, you, Falcons Fal- beat them last time yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, they scored, three a, points. Yeah, they scored <laughs> a garbage time. <laughs> they did, TD, they did. But, and that um, should have been an easier win the way it was. But you just, you know, the 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 Falcons offense is is the thing that's going to carry this team, but only if we can make some stops. I think with Tevin, you know, we've got Tevin Coleman, I think is, we've got Freeman still out. Freeman out. Um, Coleman, which Ito's some Smith. people feel is... is kind of helping at the moment, weirdly. But I think partly we might be knocking Freeman a bit at the moment. If he's carrying injuries, as we talked about with Adrian Peterson in the past, maybe he's not able to you know, do what Freeman has done in the past if he's, if he's f- carrying knocks. So. But on a field like this, I mean, Freeman is mm. quick, but mm. you need more, you're going to need more of a power, yeah. power back. Yeah. So it's I think they, Coleman I, better. And, I think and, they might miss Freeman this week. Um, I'm not particularly liking the matchup. I think it, I think it will be low scoring, like twenty-one seventeen or something around that. Um, but I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick the Redskins. I've also picked the Redskins. Yeah, um, I don't like don't like picking against the Falcons. Um, obviously, cause it makes it a bit sickening. However, at, uh, in Washington, this is a difficult matchup, and uh, and the Redskins have been playing, generally speaking. Better than the Falcons, so that's how it feels. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah, there you go. Okay, we're on to the five and three Texans at the three and five Denver Broncos. Texans have won their last five after an zero and three start. Uh, Demarius Thomas will make his first appearance against the old team, going straight back to Denver. He needn't have left. Uh, Deshaun Watson, uh, 2,176 yards on the season, 15 TDs and 7 INTs. Uh, if he can keep the INTs low, those numbers will look a lot better. Uh, Case Keenum, uh, 2,110 yards, but 10, 10 and 10 TDs, INTs. Um, Denver's third in the league in rush yards. Uh, good, good duo with Freeman and Lindsay back there. Um, they're going to need it if Keenum keeps turning the ball over the way he is. Um, Houston is fifth in rush yards, so the both teams we actually found some teams that can run the ball, um, <laughs> yeah. and I think that's in Denver again. I think that's going to be both teams are going to want to establish a run game here, but the Texans have a better quarterback. Yeah, there, there's you've got two teams going in opposite directions. You got the Texans that I think started the didn't they start the year zero and three and are now five and three. Um, they're on a five win uh, five game winning streak, um, and the which Broncos, we did, which, which we just, just didn't expect. No, we were no. like, ah, oh, this well, guy's getting fired. It's weird because before the season started, we hoped the Texans would be better than they they were when the season started. You see what I mean? We expected more out of them, and when they went zero and three, we're like, someone's gone horribly wrong there. That's the end of that, and we wrote them off. And you know what? Credit to them for turning it around, and yeah. but it's kind of the opposite story um, with the Broncos because they they started better than maybe people expected and seemed very competitive and but then they've kind of slipped and yeah, three and five is probably fair for them the way they've been playing. I I think this is um, this is a season now. Case Keenum's being found out, whereas he got away, maybe the first few weeks he got away with it and they did enough to kind of make him seem um, useful or an upgrade, and he kind of still is an upgrade, but that's because yeah, it was so low before, yeah. but he's not 
a difference-making quarterback. He's not yeah. going to win you games, and when you need someone like, who can like lift Fitzpatrick in, in Tampa Bay, he's not the long-term answer. He's no. just filling a he's gap just filling until, for another year until, until they can get someone perhaps in the draft. Yeah, um, which they have blown draft picks recently on quarterbacks. Hello, yeah. hello, Paxton Lynch. Um, but they need a high enough pick to get the right quarterback. If they really want a difference-making quarterback, so they've they got to be in the suck. top five. They, should they either need to suck or they're going to have to, the suck. Or they're gonna have to trade high. I mean, there's, uh, um, unfortunately for Broncos fans, they're not going to suck bad enough. They are a comp- they're a competitive team. They're going to stay in game. Yeah, but gonna, they, when they, they need they someone to lift their team, they're ten, not. 10th pick, 12th pick, yeah. I don't know. But, so it will um, be a case of they need to trade it could be, There could be some sacks in this game. Uh, Von Miller has eight on the season. Bradley Chubb has seven. J- on the other side, JJ Watt has eight, and Clowney has four and a half. Mm. Uh, callbacks will be under pressure. Yeah. Um, the other highlight for this um, Texans team is uh, Lamar Miller um, sort of really stepping up, and it's um, like you talked about the running game and having teams that have got a running game. Um, you know, he's he's been. He's been doing a great job for them for a couple of weeks now, which is good for my fantasy team. Um, as I had him as a sort of backup, but he's been knocking the points in. So, um, and with Deshaun Watson, you know, he I, like, just, I he, like Hopkins as well. He, he didn't yeah. have a great start to the season, but now he's starting to to, to play better mm. as well. Um, I can't. You know, being in Denver makes it more difficult for the Texans, but I still think the Texans win this. Okay, I am going to go for Denver. Oh, head-to-head, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is where you extend your lead, then. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm going to take Denver, just, um, just on the fact that I think their their defence um, comes up big, and perhaps Case Keenum doesn't turn it over. Uh, and their run game, Denver's run game. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to take Denver. We'll uh, see. Okay, this this could be a good one. Two teams that don't play each other very often. Five and two Chargers. The five and two Chargers at the four and three Seahawks. Uh, Chargers are normally about four and four at this point. Uh, Chargers coming off a bye after they uh, played in London the previous week. Hung on for a win there. Uh, the Seahawks won in Detroit, which I didn't really expect. Um, Rivers. 2,008 yards, 17 TDs, only three INTs. Uh, quarterback rating of 117.8, which is the third best in the NFL. Uh, Wilson, not too dissimilar. Uh, passing yards are down, uh, 1,556. 16 TDs, four INTs, and 112.8 quarterback rating. I think both these teams are about the quarterback, really. Um, Seattle's running the ball much better than it has um, since Marshall Lynch was in town, really. Ninth in the league in rush yards. Um, and and the Seahawks D as well. It's um, yeah. you know we we were like oh the D the Legion of Boom they're all, all gone they're about, all yeah. injured. Um, they're they're third in fewest points allowed. Uh, Chargers are tenth. Um, well, I think you have to give credit to to Pete Carroll. I mean he's well old. Pom pom Pete. He, do, he does. He, he doesn't look his age. Bless him. I know. He's in his sixties. Seventy. But he's at one hundred and fifty-two. I think. But he doesn't look it. Bless him. Um, but he, you know, when when a lot of people were saying he's coming to the end of his tenure, if you like, you know, the the team he built and and was so successful has kind of bit by bit 
come apart. You had a league and of boom. And as we said, it was always going to go that way because when you build yeah. a team off the back of two drafts and all the contracts come up at the same time yeah. and they all perform to a high level and they're all going to want to keep them all. You can't keep them all. No, and that's and that's where um, that's where one way or another I'm a little bit nervous about the Falcons in years to come because we do have some good players that are going to want to get paid um, they all it seems to be coming up one after yeah. another yeah. Um, but paid back, on to, back on to the uh, Seahawks I think the you know Pete Cowell's done a great job of um, rebuilding that defence into something that is really really a competitive defence which I don't think anyone expected I think there, there's a lot of talk about you know they're in a rebuild and they kind of are it's like the, the Seahawks this is a rebuild but they're Still a competitive team, and, still, and Russell Wilson's still Russell. Russell Wilson still, and you only have a limited window with this guy. I mean, I, I forget how old he is, but he's he's not a spring chicken. So he, they, you know, there's a lot of people giving a bit of grief to um, Pete Carroll for you know, he's where they're going to waste this window of. Well, they've already, they have won one or They, they have, have but, won, they, but with ball. a talent like that, you would have wanted. To get more out of it, I suppose, and there's a, there's been a couple of a number of years where you're not really there or thereabouts. You know, you can't. can't it's a, stra- it's a strange off season for Seattle because they, they. I remember um, when we did the first podcast, and I rolled off a list, and I was like, "This is a list. They're all gone from Seattle, and they didn't really make any moves to to kind of try and replace any of them people." Um, which is why I'm surprised they're four and three. They're they're going for a wild card because the Rams are running away with the division. Mm-hmm. Um, but four and three, so ten and six is is certainly achievable, yeah. uh, which would probably get them a wild card nine times out of ten. Um, and I'm going to take Seattle to win this game. Me too. Oh, oh no! Lovely, dovey, isn't it? We've been looking at the same yeah. um, information, but yeah, I think so as well. Just because the Chargers are the Chargers as well, they've um, got maybe they're not. They're five and two. Maybe well, they're no, not no, the Chargers. No, have, what have you done with the Chargers? Yeah, bring they, them back. I'm not sure we want the old Chargers back. They're more fun when they look good. Uh, okay, big one in the NFC: eight and zero Rams at the six and one. Saints, the six of one, six straight. Uh, Drew Brees, 14 TDs and one INT on the season, 118.2 quarterback rating. Jared Goff gone, I'm going to say gone downhill, but kind of dropped off in the last couple of weeks. 17 Ds, 17 TDs, five INTs, 112.5. Um, nobody's been able to slow down Todd Gurley at all in either passing or certainly in the run game. 800 rush yards, which is first. He has 11 rushing TDs, which is also first in the NFL. And he has four receptions for touchdowns. Um, it's all about offense this game. Goff, third in pass yards. Um, and he has 17 pass TDs, as we mentioned. Breeze is 15th in passing yards. 15th. 15th? Yeah. That doesn't seem possible. Uh, sorry, no, he's not. He's 17th. What? Yeah. And do you know seem... who's ahead of him? Matt Ryan. Is... Blake Bortles. Blake, Bo- Blake Bortles has sure? more passing yards than Drew Brees. How is that possible? Don't know. Given what they're, they're, the way their offense has been played? It doesn't feel like that's right. Uh, it, no. You know it's, what I mean? It, it's weird. Uh, the Rams' uh, defense... It's given up 155 points, Saints 183. Um, it's mostly about offense, but sometimes when you get these games where everybody talks about offense all week, all week, offense, 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 and the defenses go, uh, well, hang on a minute, like we're here too. 
Uh, and you find out that there's like a bunch of three and outs and defense is playing really well. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't always turn into I think it might be a little bit like that. It's like, I don't see it being like a 40-38 or whatever. No. Um, well, you mentioned Goff going down a little bit. and But, you know, in his last time out, it was 295 yards and three touchdowns and no interceptions. So... He's not doing bad. He just, I think, he just doesn't look quite as special. You know, there was uh, first few games, there was yeah, some stuff that, that looked more spectacular. He's maybe. doing a lot. It feels a bit more like they got some rece- routine. They, they get, they've had some receivers out, but they've plugged other guys in. Mm. Uh, Nick Williams, the ex Falcon, has mm. plugged him in. He caught a touchdown the other week. Yeah. Um, but also, I think the big Gurley is Gurley is the Gurley's the attraction Gur- yeah. almost. If they lost Gurley, I'd be like, uh, okay. I think I think Goff is half the quarterback if Gurley's not there because the threat of Gurley gives him more time than he would otherwise have, and you know someone of that quality as an option the whole time makes the defense have to. I mean, to think if uh, if there was ever a year that a quarterback didn't win the MVP, then surely, the, it, I mean Todd Gurley. I mean there are quarterbacks having great years. Mm. Uh, Mahomes is one of them. Um, yeah, that's uh, not, not going to happen, by the way. What's that? The quarterback won't win MVP. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's kind of annoying. They should just just have, have best quarterback one. and then best other, other player. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going to pick the Saints because the Rams are not going 16 and 0. That is yeah. exactly the reason why I picked the Saints because I just looking at who they played who is likely of, to beat the Rams. They played a couple of close games on the road. Uh, again, in difficult. Yeah, they beat Denver by three. Beat uh, I can't remember who else it was by. Uh, just, Seattle by Seattle by two. That was Packers at home. By two. That, yeah, yeah, and that was at home. Yeah. So they they might be not quite rolling. Game, as, yeah. they're, they're not. They're not. They're, they're not thrashing teams. It's closer. And I, if there is a time that they're going to lose, the Saints in New Orleans is. Um, Plus, is, plus is, is a really good opportunity to, to get beat. Um, plus the officials. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take this. Saints. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Frank Cameron, who's over in uh, um, New Orleans at the moment and got tickets to the game. Ah, oh, so, uh, a Saints fan. Bring me, uh, bring me no souvenirs back <laughs> from New Orleans, please. Yeah, none <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm picking Saints just to confirm you. Saints, oh, yeah. Saints, yeah. Okay, uh, we're on to another good one. Some good games this week. Uh, three, three, and one Packers at the six and two Patriots. Patriots undefeated at home. Uh, second straight road game for the Packers after they lost twenty nine twenty seven to the Rams. Um, Patriots often struggle a little bit or struggled to score TDs against Bills. Uh, a lot of field goals. Uh, whatever you say about this game, it's going to be Builders Rogers v Brady. Um, Yep. So here it is. Rogers two thousand two hundred eighty-three yards. Brady two thousand two hundred. Uh, Thirteen TDs. One INT for Rogers. Sixteen and seven. The uh, the INTs are up for for Brady. Uh, QB rating is fairly similar. One hundred point four. Rogers. Brady ninety-seven point six. Uh, and like I say, say say what you want. Uh, it's just going to be Rogers v Brady uh, throughout the whole. That's all we're going to talk about. Yeah. And, Even and if it's nil nil, <laughs> that would be uh, two, well, two nil yeah. a safety. Is this on in prime time again? The Patriots on prime time every week, so it'd be funny if it was nil nil. Um, yeah, this 
it, it's going to be about that, and but you'll probably find that it becomes much more a defensive game. You might you might find that this it becomes end up being quite low scoring. Uh, well, weirdly, Green Bay are fourth in fewest yards allowed. Yeah, which kind of caught advice for us because defense looked awful earlier on. And the Patriots um, aren't hard the Patriots, Patriots gone at the moment. You know, they're not still six and, six, and, and they're six and two. Well, that's because that's what they do. They win even when they're not playing that well. But they, they're not. You know, they have flashes where you think, "Well, yeah, the defense, the back, their defense, twenty ninth in yards allowed." Yeah, I mean, they beat the Bills twenty five six. They always beat the Bills, but that's not really a reflection on whether the Patriots were good. The Bills were a cack. And as you said, they struggled to score touchdowns. I think it was one touchdown, was it? Um, and and the rest is all field goals. So it's not like they were, you know, doing whatever they wanted with the ball. Um, so I think there is this will be closer. I mean, I, I still think the Patriots win this. Just their record looks good, and they find a way to win games, and they seem to turn up when they need to. Um, um, and the Packers have just been a bit inconsistent this year. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Packers to win this oh. game. The times this is where I'm going to catch up yeah. against you. I'm going to take the Packers and we're going to be forced to listen to... Oh, Rodgers, a fourth-quarter comeback. Oh, give me a break. Uh, okay, uh, last one. <laughs> i sure you like this sport. Yeah. Uh, did, did I mention that the Red Sox won the World Series? Oh, uh, no, you didn't actually. Okay, we'll no. talk about that. Uh, last one of the week, which is uh, Monday night. Woo, Titans at Cowboys. Thanks for that. Uh, yeah. Both teams are three and four. Both teams are coming off a bye. Both teams are boring. Uh, sorry, <laughs> Cowboys are three and zero at home. Titans are one and three on the road. Do you see where I'm going with this? Uh, Mariota three TDs, five INTs. Uh, the feeling has returned to his hand. Good times. Yeah. Uh, Derek, Derek Henry averages three point five yards per carry, and they're thirtieth in total offense. Do you think Mariota's issues with his hand was because he was sitting on it all the time? You know that you do that thing where you sit on your hand until it goes numb. He's not that clever, you just it, didn't realise. It could well have been that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, battle of the bang average quarterbacks because Dak Prescott, eight TDs and four INTs, does have Amari Cooper now. We shall see Zeke second in rush yards, but only three TDs. Um, Dallas defence, okay, something good to talk about. First in fewest yards allowed. First in points given up, third in average yards per game. And when you look at the Titans' offense, give me a scenario that says the Titans win when they they have no offense to go against a really good defense. The Cowboys haven't lost at home, and the Titans are one and three on the road. Easy. Yeah, I think so. And the, when you look at that, means the Titans win. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me uh, check that you've uh, gone for that. Yeah. No, okay. I've taken Dallas. I mean, the with Dallas looking. Their, their moves in um, with the trade deadline coming you know, to try and do something on offence just to give Dak a little bit more ammunition or weapons to target it you know they've got the defence sorted they know what they're doing there if they can add just a little bit on offence they could be yeah, a, yeah, a really difficult was, team to play against because the they're not the going to give you stat, much. The weird start is uh, Elliot second in rush yards allowed. That's not weird. That's what we expect. Mm. But only three rushing teams. Yeah. but that's, then that, that that just suggests he's, he's he's able to pick up yards. But they but probably because of the amount of carries he's getting. I mean, it, um, before the bye, 
uh, against the Redskins, he had 15 carries with 33 yards. Yeah, so good, it's it? not great. And but he he's going to get in in other weeks he'll get more than that. But he's just going to get more so much because he's because Dak's got little by way of options to pass to. So he's he's either um, you know throwing it to Elliot or giving it to Elliot to run, and he's he's going to pick up incremental yards because he's the only weapon they've got now. If they can do something in the passing game to give Dak a bit more, then you know what he he uh, suddenly they could look like a, a feisty team because they're not going to give too much up. Hopefully, um, they'll stay in the mix at three and four. Yeah, um, well, they'll be four and four after this week. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go one further. Mari Cooper scores a touchdown. Oh. Does that, so if, you, if, a, that, if that a, doesn't happen, then a, your pick no, is void. That, right, and <laughs> if it does ha- if it does happen, I get one. I get an extra. Well, we'll see about uh, that. Well, I'm already, I'm already a, missing one pick on the, yeah, on yeah. the week. Uh, so you're only twelve behind. Yeah, um, yeah that's a freebie. Mari Cooper, Cooper's going to score a touchdown. Put a pound on that. Yeah, let's put a pound on that. If you're in a state where you're allowed to bet in America yeah, or a dollar anywhere else in the rest of the world, I'd buy, I'd buy that fine. for a dollar. Um, Pick of the week! Yay! Right. How to lose your money in two easy steps. Yeah, I've got 100% record so far. Uh, no, you haven't. 100% losing lot. record. Yeah, there you go. So, uh, so I've actually got 100% record. Put your money with me. I think. I'm going with Kansas City at minus 7.5. Uh, I, I, I also had that, but since we need to... Off a variety. Yes. So I've already given you a Mari Cooper's going to score a touchdown. Excellent. I'll make a note of that. Yeah. The Packers plus five and a half. Okie doke. Well, you could triple up. You can go Packers, Chiefs, and Mari Cooper's score a touchdown. Yeah. I'd buy that for a dollar. We'll we'll see. I'll uh, I'll put it on. Yeah. And if it doesn't come in, you owe me a pound. Right. Right. We are done. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Like, share, do a rating, tell the people about it, because we want listeners. Yeah. Tell everyone. Everyone you know. Except for Saints fans. We're waffling now. (laughs) Time to finish. Right. Enjoy the week. Thanks a lot. See you later.